right, well, we'll go ahead and get started while they're working on the uh, technical challenges there. I, I told them if we don't have a screen, then I'm pretty much going to say Asana.com, tell you what it is, and <laughs> that's going to be the end of the class. <laughs> if I cannot show, I cannot teach, so <laughs> uh, we'll do what we can, but hopefully they're working on getting us an adapter there that will allow it to, uh, to connect. Uh, my name is Sarah House. I work at the... Uh, the network office. I have two hats that I wear. Uh, one of them is in the church multiplication world. And in that world, I basically coordinate all of the details for our church plants. So watch a, once the church planner is recruited and comes into our pipeline, then I kind of step in at that point and get them through our processes and incorporating and all of the legal stuff that comes with all of that. Um, so because of all of the details I juggle on that job and by virtue of the fact that I also have a second job, which is the student ministries director. So essentially I oversee um, all of the student ministries in the Network Resource Center. So that would include um, children, youth, uh, boys and girls. And then uh, Chi Alpha also connects with us even though they're not uh, technically underneath me. So I always tell people I cannot fire Steve Brannon. So... <laughs> So if you have that problem, you got to go somewhere else. But um, I really enjoy my job, but as you can imagine, I have quite a few details I have to juggle in any given day. And so I have found something that works for me, and I'm glad to have the opportunity to share it with you in hopes that it will also be something that will be helpful to you. So um, I'm just curious, how many people in here are um, administrative people? Like in your, your church or in your job, that's what you do. You're the office administration whatever in your department. Okay, how many of you are um, uh, pastors or, or leaders along that line and just looking to get a little more organized? Okay. And now how many of you love organization? Like that's your thing. And how many of you are like, I'm here because I hate it and I need help? <laughs> okay. <laughs> There is a love-hate relationship. So I love organization. I'm always looking for the best systems. Um, and this is what I have found, is that there are a lot of good systems. And people that have um, what I call distractible personalities, okay? Uh, I, I laugh about my husband with this. He is a distractible personality. Those are the people that will start on one system, and then they read an article or a blog about another system, and then they try to change their whole world to that system. And then they see something else, and they think, oh, that's interesting. And they go over there and try that system, and they're all over the place. So here's what I will tell you. Most <laughs> task management systems are similar. So it's not really about finding the perfect system. It's more about committing to a system. Okay, that is really going to be the key to structure an organization. I can tell I just very much disappointed a couple of you. <laughs> but uh, that is that is the truth of the matter, is that you will find so many systems. Some people use Basecamp. Some people use Wonderlist. Some people use Asana. It's really about finding a system that works for you and your team and you and your team fully committing to the use of that system. Okay? Now, there may be a time where you'll run across something better. Obviously, there was a time I ran across Asana and decided that I was going to uh, commit to that. But anytime you change systems, you're going to drop productivity there for, for a little while. And so I would only change systems if you absolutely ran across something that you felt could overhaul what you're doing and, and make it a lot better. Okay. Um, I was uh, looking just for a little information for this class, and I ran across some uh, 
some quotes um, about productivity that made me laugh a little bit. So one of them is tomorrow, and it has it like a dictionary definition. It's a noun. It's a mystical land where 99% of all human productivity, motivation, and achievement is stored. (laughs) And then I ran across this one. Coffee has given me an unrealistic expectation of productivity. (laughs) Nothing makes a person more productive than the last minute. Okay, how many of you are that person? Like you do nothing, 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 nothing. And in the last 48 hours of something, you become the production superhero. Okay, you are the person I want to shoot in my office, just so you know. I'm not a procrastinator. I'm just extremely good at doing unimportant things. Okay. Ask me about my attention deficit disorder or a pie or my cat or dog. I have a bike. Do you like TV? I saw a rock. Hi. Okay. Is that anybody in this room? All right, so I'm always looking for new systems and tools because I love productivity. I love organization. I get made fun of at the office. Mine is the clear top desk. Right? There's nothing on my desk except what I'm doing. Um, so that's just how I like to operate. So I'm hoping here in a moment they're going to resurface and get us connected. But the program that I use is called Asana. So you'll want to jot this down. Asana is spelled A-S-A-N-A. Asana. You can find it at asana.com. And I'll give you just a few pieces of information while I'm waiting on them. Uh, One of them is that there are a few beautiful things about Asana. One of them is that it synchronizes with Google. So if you have a Gmail account, um, you can use whatever your work email account is. You can use both. Asana will let you merge the two. Um, but it does cooperate with Google. So if you put things in your Asana task list and you connect it to your Google account, you can actually put them, they'll show up in your calendar as well. So a lot of people like that feature. So that is the nice thing about using your Gmail. Uh, the other nice thing about using your uh, a Gmail account when you create your login is you don't have to create a password. Okay, I, I know a lot of people um, get stuck when they have to create a password and then they never use that thing again because they can never remember their password and they get sick of resetting it. Okay, And for people that are in that camp, I'm going to give you another little tool. This is a little sidebar here. And that is a program called LastPass. L-A-S-T-P-A-S-S. That's a website, lastpass.com. It's essentially a password vault and it works with your... Um, your computer. So once you log into a computer, you log into LastPass and you don't have to remember any other password for anything else you're doing on your computer. So that, that's a handy little thing to have. Uh, then you don't have to have a notebook that you have to pull out every time you got to log into one of the 10,000 places. And now they're making them more complex. So you have to have a capital and a lower place and an exclamation and they're all different. So that helps you not have to keep track of those things. Um, the other nice thing about Asana is you can easily invite others to it um, and you can invite people just to a particular task or to a particular group. Um, and then, of course, they, they will have to join it, but they don't ever have to use it for anything other than the things that you communicate with them or assign them to. So it's wonderful for collaboration. And again, as soon as we get in there, I'll show you some of that. Um, I will tell you this also, that there are two different views in Asana. So when you create an account, you essentially can have an organization or a team view, and you can also have an individual place. And I'll show you how to interact between the two of those. Um, now, now here's a little tidbit you'll need to know, is that if you, um, Asana is free, 
There are features that are team features that you will not be able to use without the paid version. I don't use most of those features anyway, so uh, you know I don't. That wouldn't affect me. We do happen to um, use it at the office broadly, um, but what happens is if so many people with the same at firstag.com create an account, Asana is going to intuitively know that you're an organization and it's going to group you together and it's going to give you a third platform. So you probably want to decide ahead of time if you're looking at using it broadly. If you're going to use the team feature, you can still use your Gmail and you can use the other. You can tell Asana you're one and the same person, um, but if you use the same uh, end to your email addresses, it's going to intuitively know you're a team, and it's going to create you a team platform. And again, once we get um, hooked up here, I will show you how that works. Um, the features that I have found, the paid features, are very minimal. Um, there are some reports and some things you can run. Um, but I would say get in there, use it, see if it works for you, see if you like it. And then if you do and you decide there may be other uh, features that you're interested in, and it will tell you, you'll go hit reports and it's going to tell you you need the paid version to do that. So if you find you get in there and you're using it and there are features you're interested in using, you're welcome to contact me and I'll be glad to tell you what those features are and you can decide whether or not it's going be worth your time or money. Okay, uh, Let me give you my contact information. I've, I've taught a class similar to this before, and I have found that people get home, they start using it, and then they're like, hey, can you help me figure out how to do this or that? And I'm glad to do that. You can call me anytime, email me, and I can help you or your team. I've actually even had a team ask me, can you come in and teach my staff? Because we want to start using this collaboratively. Uh, and the answer is yes. I'm glad to do that uh, whenever I can. So uh, my uh, email is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. The H is very important because there are two Sarahs in the office. One has an H and one does not. So S-A-R-A-H at ohioministry.net. And um, the number at the office is 614 396-0700, and my direct extension is 142. So if I can be of any help to you at all, please just let me know. All right, are we going to be able to connect? Yes. How much is the paper? You know, I don't know off the top of my head, but they do have a pricing thing on the on the site. It starts at $5. It starts at $5 a user. Okay, per month. Per month. Yeah, and Asana. I know Steve Brandon uses Asana. Do you guys use it in Chi Alpha, or does he just use it? But we don't use it necessarily like Ohio Chi Alpha, but a lot of like local campuses. Got it. Yeah, there's a there's like an education discount in the post hotspot. Yeah, I think the free version's just fine. Yeah. I used it before we used it broader at the office, and I never, I never really had any trouble with it. They also free oh. Yes. I'm from a fellowship church. We're not AG. Mm-hmm. What's this Chi Alpha IP? Oh, well, right here is a Chi Alpha expert who can tell you what Chi Alpha is. He just asked me what is Chi Alpha. I'm a, I'm a non-fellowship church. We're not AG, so oh, I don't understand. So Chi Alpha is the campus ministry outreach of the Assemblies of God. Oh, okay. So we're on we're on non-Christian colleges. So Ohio, like uh, Cal State, Leo, OU. 
Well, it's good. You've been hearing it all over the place. That's that's good. Uh, nope, I don't have a presentation, okay. so, so what I need to do, though, oh, great, this is a Mac, I might be in trouble. That. No, don't worry about it, it's fine. I did all my introductory stuff, so I'm going to go ahead and log into Google because it's the, my Asana's with my okay. Gmail, so. You're all set. Me using a Mac is going to be really funny, though. How do... Okay, I need to log out of this person's and log into mine. Whose computer do I have? <laughs> oh, Alexis? Well, I have a Mac expert in here, right, in case I run into trouble. Okay, are we on? Beautiful. Yeah, is that hard to see? I will turn off the lights if that's hard to see. Does that help? Okay. All right, so when you go to Asana.com, this is what you're going to run across. You can create an account or you can just use your Google account, which is what I'm going to do here. Okay, now yours is not going to look like mine when you first get in there, but what I wanted to show you was here that when I clicked on Journey Community Church, you can see I have multiple platforms. So one of them is OCMN. That's from when I used to use it privately before the rest of the office decided, the rest of the office decided to join. And so there were some things in there I just wanted to keep track of and I just tucked them away over there. Um, this right here is my church platform. This down here is my personal projects. So when we have a family holiday, things like that, I do all of that in Asana. Um, and then here is the Ohio Ministry Network. So that's the one that I use on a daily basis. So that's what I was talking about when it comes to workspaces. When you create, you'll automatically have a personal one, and then you can create an organizational workspace as well. You can move things within a workspace. You cannot move them across a workspace. Okay, So um, it's good to think ahead of time about how you want to set it up, because if you put something in one workspace and then your whole team decides to do something else, you'll actually have to cut and paste all that information from one to the other. Okay. Once it's in a workspace, like I can drag any of these things into anywhere else that I want to. Okay. So let me give you just a few basics. I'm going to go to my OhioMinistry.net here so you can see. On the side, which is cut off just a little bit, but I think it'll work for us. Over here, you can see these... Um, You'll see what is projects, and you'll also see what is teams. And I'm going to open these up here. Okay, you see this one is conversations. Because what I have is when I sit down and meet with my team, I have each one of these are people that I meet with on a regular basis. I don't want to forget what I want to talk to them about. If there's a task and I need to talk to them about something, I put it in here. 
so that when I sit down to talk to them, I get out my phone, I go to that, and I have everything I need to talk to them about. Okay, so I'm just showing you some ways, and then I'll back out and I'll give you how to create these things. Just going to show you some of the things that I do in here. Okay, um, another thing I do, and I'm I'm Mac illiterate, so I'm trying to figure out why this won't let me scroll. Okay, so maybe it's is it because it's not open full screen or something? Ah, oh, there it went. Yeah. Ha ha. Okay, thank you. Okay, so you can see I also have Ohio Church Multiplication Network, Student Ministries Department. We'll talk about some of these other things here in a minute. This is how we do our in-office purchases. That's all done through Asana, office-wide. There's Youth Camp, Children's Ministries, Royal Rangers, Ohio Girls Ministries, on and on and on. Everything you see big right here is a team. Okay, the benefit to that is you can invite certain people to that team and other people you may not want in that team or they may not need to be in that team. Unfortunately, I'm an administrator in our office, so I have every single team. Look at this. All right, every team in our whole office. And there's browse more teams, just in case I didn't feel like I had enough teams that I could connect with in our office. So it gets a little crazy. Okay, once you set up a team, which is very easy to do, when uh, when you first create it, it won't look as complicated as mine. When you first create it, you'll just have an option to create a new team. Okay, And you'll just hit that. It's going to ask you to name it, invite the people you want to invite. And then you'll have a bar that looks like that. So let me go back up to my church multiplication one. How do you invite them? By email? Yep, I'll show you that in just one second. So I have a team here called Conversations that I don't invite anybody to because sometimes I don't want the people to know what I'm going to talk to them about before I talk to them about it, okay? So that's why you only see me. See right there? I'm the only person in that Conversations. If I wanted to invite other people to it, I just hit that little invite button. Now when you first create the team, it's going to ask you. It's going to say, who do you want to invite? You put in their email addresses, they'll get notification, and then they'll have to either choose to use their Google account or the other. If you decide as a company that are, or as a, a group that you're going to just use your Gmail account so that nobody has to create a login, that's typically what I do. So Al Yano joined our team um, back in November, December, January. A uh, little transition time there, re- relocating. But um, what I did was I invited his Gmail and then later I went in and added his, his ohioministry.net email. So that's usually how I recommend so that they don't have to create an account. So if you know the person has a Gmail, which if they don't, tell them they need one anyway because they need Google Docs and they need a Google Drive and they need one anyway. So if they don't have one, tell them to do that first and use that one so they don't have to create a login. Okay, so you can invite whoever you want. It's important to know the difference between a team and a project, okay? So a team is an overarching group, anyone who is working in that particular thing. I'll give you an example. Let's look at my student ministries department. Actually, let's look at the production calendar. Okay, the production calendar, you see a lot of faces, okay? That's because this is my entire student ministries team. But not every person on the student ministries team needs all of these individual projects, 
Okay, so it can be customized to every level. The benefit to having them all up here is communication. You see that says team conversations. So if I need to communicate something to the entire team, we don't use email in our department. Lacey can attest to that. We don't use email unless someone sends us an email and it's just easier to forward it. But when we communicate with one another in the student ministries team, we use this little feature called conversations. What this allows me to do is to make sure that everyone is notified and everyone gets any updated information related to that. And typically what I tell the team is I'll say, when you see this, please hit the little thumbs up. And then I know that they've gotten it and I know my whole team is informed. And what that prevents us from doing is back and forth emails and then you get caught in those threads and everybody starts making jokes and you're like, nobody has time for the 20 emails you just cost me in my inbox, right? So this just prevents a lot of that. Um, so this was a time when I wanted to let them know, and this is just an affirmation to them. This didn't even represent, if this were a task, it would be somewhere else entirely. This is just communication. So I just told them, hey, I just went through your web pages. They look fantastic. And then, because I just, it's in my task list periodically to go through and let them know that. So I just, and then they hit like, either Lacey or Stacy, one of them just hit. Thank you. You know, that kind of thing. So so that is the benefit to having people all in a particular team is you have team conversations. You also have team calendars. And again, I'm going to back out and show you how to do the tasks and stuff here in a minute. But the team calendar looks like this. Now, here's the beauty of it. Okay, This right here is called our production calendar. So for every event, we have deadlines. Four months out, your registration needs to be live. Um, you're, what is it, six months out, there's something else. There's like all these deadlines of when you need the speaker, when the facility needs to be secured, when you need to send out communications. So for every event, that's what all these are right here, is every student ministry's event, I put in here and assign it to that person when it needs to be done. So I give it a date. I assign it to someone and it's color coordinated. So what I can do on any given day is I can come in here and I can, I can see if they've done it. And I can go here and say, Lacey, you didn't do this. Okay. And what I can do, since she's sitting right here and I can pick on her a little bit, I can click on it right here and I can say, I'll be nice. Can you tell me? where we are on this. Now Lacey will see that. It's going to come up on her phone. It's going to come up on her computer. And she'll have an opportunity to say, I had Synergy this weekend, so I just didn't have time to get it done. I'll get it done on Tuesday. Okay? So it's a way, <laughs> it's a way that we can... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a way that uh, that you can quickly and easily see where your entire team is and where every piece of what you're working on is. Okay, so then that begs the question: How do you create tasks, and how do you use this for your personal management? Okay, and we're going to get into that. If nobody else on your team uses Asana. It's still hugely beneficial to you. I used this before anyone else in our office ever touched it. I saw it on a Michael Hyatt blog years ago and fell in love with the system. I used it, and then one day, it was funny, Matt Politis came out to me and said, have you heard of this thing called a sauna? I think we need to start using the office. And I was like, yes, we should. <laughs> so it kind of became an inner office thing. But these are this, again, is the benefit to putting all the parties you need in a particular uh, team. You can converse with them. Them, you can assign tasks to them, and you can manage where they are with those tasks. Okay? So let's go back to one that mostly I manage. 
by myself, me and Pastor Al, and that would be church multiplication. Okay, so the first thing you need to decide are what projects do you need, okay? What projects do you need? So I'll just give you some ideas. If you don't, uh, you can have tasks without projects, Okay? If it's just a task you need to get done, don't feel the pressure. Like when I first started Asana, I started this, OCMN General Tasks. That's the very first thing I ever put in there. And then like two years later, I was like, what does it matter? If it's a general task, why, <laughs> why do I need a project that tells me that? Okay, Because I don't come here mostly to manage my tasks. It just organizes them. And you'll understand what I mean by that more in just a minute. But you need to think through the projects you need. Okay, So there's one that says, Al and Sarah discuss. So when Aliano and I sit down to meet, we've got an agenda. And half of it's related to tasks that are already in here, and all I have to do is put them in that project. Now here's the beautiful thing about Asana. A task can be in multiple projects and not be multiple tasks. So if Al and I talk about it, and we get it done in our meeting, and I check it off, it's going to go off of every project I've got it in. Okay? It doesn't, it doesn't duplicate them. It's one task in multiple projects. Okay, events is a great thing to use Asana for, especially collaboration, and that's what leverage is here. This is when Gary was my boss, Gary and Sarah to discuss, but he still uses Asana, so I'm not, I'm not kidding you. Last week I had a thing in there from Gary <laughs> So No email, no text, but he put it in my Asana because he said I was more likely to get it if he put it in my Asana. Um, perspective projects. Okay, So when we have church plants that are possibly going to happen, I put them in there. It's how I track them. And then you can do subtasks. So if there's things I need to do with those products, I would show you that, but some of those are confidential in nature. Our OCMN team meeting, that's where I do our team meeting agenda. So if we're having a meeting or a conversation or there's something to be done, it goes right there. And that's where I pull it from. Um, we have a multipliers gathering. Now, we also track mileage. So, um, Al Yano, when he goes somewhere and he travels, he'll put his mileage in here. And all I have to do is go in, I click on that, I pull out his mileage, and I do it once a month. Okay, I said, and I do his mileage. Yeah. So what, what is it pulling up to? Is it pulling up to a Word document, an Excel sheet? It pulls up to whatever you want it to. And we're gonna, we're gonna get into that here in just a minute. Okay, um, Target cities, you see funding dates. When we close a church, there's like 5 million things to do when you close a church. Okay, so the question is, what does it pull up to? So let's look at one of these because these are generic. So what I do is create templates. So when we close a church, this is all the steps we have to do. So all I do is duplicate that project and give it a specific name when we close a church. Okay, and that way I have... Um, I can use it in a general way and I can also use it. I have a church open template. If it's a specific church, I just copy it and rename it. And I use that same task list for a specific church. Um, that way I don't have to cut and paste and where's my list and that kind of thing. Yeah? So those are all um, underneath the project OCM. Under the team of OCM. Te- mm-hmm. These are projects under the team. And, and these are the individual tasks connected to the project. The people that can see that are the members in that team. Yes, and in some cases the project. So you see all these little lock boxes? Yep. Only I can see those or anybody I give special permission to. Okay. You have to... Uh, is, is that what I was looking at earlier? I believe that you can, and the only reason I think that you can is because 
Um, I have my personal space over here, and like I can come in here and I can invite, um, I can invite someone to see this. Like Lacey, I'm going to do this just for fun. And this is just the well, you're not in here, so I can't. But, um, but yes, I could invite other people. Like I invite my family to this, and and this is free, the personal sign. Now there there are some team features that are pay only. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure to what extent, like at what point it's going to kick in and say you can't do that without paying for it. Really kind of organize it first on teams and then projects. Yes. That's how I would recommend to do it. Now, some people will start with the project because it takes a little while to get your team convinced that it's worthwhile for everyone to collaborate. Um, but in your mind, I would be thinking about who those people are and I would start thinking about how to set it up that way. Um, and when you first get on, if it's just you, right, it's, um, it's not going to give you an organizational view. If you got on right now and you created an Asana account, it's going to look like this. It's not going to have teams. It's only going to have projects. Okay, You actually have to tell it that you're creating a, a team system. Um, you would have to come up and add the workspace, which... If I remember correctly, um, obviously it's been a few years since I set mine up that way, but if I remember correctly, if you invite multiple people with the same end of an email, it's going to intuitively know you're a team and it's going to set you up in a workspace. And the reason at one church actually just started using Asana and they were using their Gmails and, but a, and then a bunch of people just added their at one dot church and Asana created them a separate workspace. So now they all have three. They have the one church they created, plus they have their personal one and plus they have one dot church. So. <clears throat> all right, let me go back though to this team view. Okay, now you see there's a bunch of tasks here. Now when you click on a task, it's going to open it to the side for you. Okay, so here's the task. If it were a task related to a project, I could add it to one of my projects. Remember, these are projects. So if this task, this just isn't, this is just me doing Jim Palmer a favor because he hasn't hired his assistant yet. Okay, so this has nothing to do with any of my projects. This is just something I'm doing. So if I click on this, if it were a project, I could add it. I could make it public. Right now it tells me it's private to me. Um, here's the one of the most important things in the Asana world. If you put something in here and it's anything other than just notes for your reference, okay? If you have a task in Asana, if you don't assign it to someone and you don't date it, it's lost in Asana land. It's completely useless, a complete waste of your time. It has to be assigned to someone. It has to have a date or it's just floating in no man's land. Lacey's up here like, trust me. <laughs> yes, it's got to have a date. It's got to be assigned to someone. Okay, It's the only way it's going to show up in their workflow. Um, there are some options here in Asana. This is just a little symbol, a little thumbs up. We use that a lot in our team just to say, got it, heard ya, yes, you know, to affirm, whatever it is. You can also use tags. I don't use them. Amanda Majors in our office, she loves tags. She tags her Asana to death. Um, it essentially just lets you... Uh, it's kind to me. It, it it's so similar to the projects that it's never really served a purpose for me. But you can uh, name your tags whatever you want, and it'll add them for you as you name them. Um, two fingers there. Two fingers. Still not scrolling up. Still not. There we go. Okay. Um, the other thing it has is subtasks. Okay. 
So if there were multiple tasks to this main task, you don't have to create them separate somewhere else. You can put them here. And I'll give you a perfect example of that, actually. Let me go back here. Um, what's a deadline? Like the network conference ads. Okay, so in our office, we have a lot of ads that we have to do, as you can imagine, for the five million books our office produces. Okay, so what I do is the deadline for the ads is the 20th. And so what I do is I put it in here for every one of our departments. Okay, you can see it right here. For every one of our departments, and I give them a due date. I make their due date earlier than the regular due date. Okay, because I want to make sure it's done and I don't want it to be the day of. And then I go, oh, hey, nobody did it. So I give, put it in there for every one of them. I assign it to them and I give it a date. And then what I do for myself is the main task, you see, is assigned to me with my date. So then I look on this day. I'll go look and make sure that they all did it on their day. Okay. I also get notified. So just the other day, one of them checked it off. I think it was Steve Brannon. Because he doesn't always have Chi Alpha ads in the books. So I'm trying to get up there. Okay. Oh, let me show you this before I scroll, though. You see here it says inner office deadlines. Because way down here under the student ministries team, there's a project called inner office deadlines. So when we have a deadline that's for the whole office, I have a place I put it. You also see here it says student me SM office team meeting. And that's because we meet every Wednesday. And so I want this on my agenda, but I also want it on inner office deadlines. When it gets checked off here, it's checked off entirely. Okay, in both places. So there are a lot of ways you can structure and organize it. Okay, are there any questions about any of this piece? And then I'm going to show you how I actually manage my workflow on a daily basis. This is all kind of the structural pieces of it. Any questions about that? How did you do, so those aren't tags, interface deadlines, office team meeting. They're these right here. Let me show you. Okay, I'm going to show you. Okay, so see down here? Under my student ministries department. Okay, see here it says student... Uh, Max, Max PC, Max PC. Okay, see here it says student ministries office team meeting. So what I did is I added a project. I called it student ministries office team meeting. And then when I created this task, actually this was already created in inner office deadlines and I wanted to make sure we talked about it in our meeting. So all I did was go to the here... See that little plus sign? I can add it to anything I want to. So I'm going to take it out now, and I'll put it back in to show you. Student Ministries, Office Team Meeting. All my projects come up as I start typing, and now it's back in there. Okay. So that's what makes it really nice. If there's a task in there that you also need in a meeting or you also need in other places, you just, you just throw it in there. You just add it to a project. I could add this to an infinite amount of projects if I felt like it were applicable in multiple places. Okay. This little paper clip is because you can attach things. So uh, one example of that is the way we do our printing in the office. So our fulfillment center people, they use Asana as a way to say, these are things I need to print. We go in Asana, we go to the print. I'll show you. 
Okay, you see wide format printer. That's the big banners you saw on the Synergy stage, right? Those at one time were in here. And then we just have our printing schedule. So here's all the postcards that you can be looking for in your mailbox. Um, okay, so this is the print schedule. So every department comes in, we assign it to the operations team, we give it a deadline, and we attach the document. So all they have to do is come in here and grab it. You'd hit that little paper clip. You could attach it from your computer, from Dropbox, from Google Drive, from wherever it is. Then all they have to do is click it and follow whatever instructions we gave them in there. Okay? Those are just some ways we use it in our office. Okay, so on any given day, what does Synergy, or what does um, what does Asana look like for me? Well, I'll tell you a couple things. First thing I do when I come in my office is I go through my email. So first thing every day. I look at my email and I see uh, what time is this breakout over? Does anybody know? 12.30. Okay. Um, I look in my inbox and I go through and I respond to anything I can respond to. Now, the only exception to that is like the two and a half weeks I was in Tanzania and I had no email. It's going to take me a little while to get through those. But on an average day, I come in, I go through my email first thing. If it takes me less than five minutes, I respond to it right away. Um, if it's going to be something that I need to do, I don't leave it in my inbox. My inbox does not have tasks in it. Uh, some of you just got to chill up your spine when I said that. Okay? I do not keep tasks in my inbox. If it is a task, now, Asana does have a feature, and I'm not sure if it's a paid feature or not, and I don't really care for it anyway, but you can actually email that task to you. The reason I don't like it is then I have to go in Asana and assign it and put it places anyway. So what I do is I have a dual screen. So on one screen I'll have my email, on the other screen I have my Asana. I copy and paste that content and I add it to my Asana task list if it's something I have to do. When I'm done with my email, I go to my Asana. Okay, now I've done some training with Lacey and she can tell you the thing I always say is when you sit down at your desk, what tells you what to do? If you have to look in a notebook, look in a file folder, go through your email, look in a project, look at a list you've got over here, look at post-it notes stuck all over your desk, what is telling you what is the most important thing to do? Right? So that's the beauty of Asana. On Monday, when I sit down and I go through my email and then I click on my Asana, Everything I have to do is in here, and it's dated Monday. Okay? I do have a lot to do on Monday. <laughs> that that's a Tanza post Tanzania too. It's not usually that full, but <laughs> and it actually scrolls. <laughs> but um, and actually, a couple of them are done. Uh, like this Synergy email to area reps did that, so I just need to check it off. Um, but this will be my Monday. Now, if there are things in here that are higher priorities than others, you can actually give things a time in Asana. So what I personally do is I will go through here on Monday, and I'll clean it up and make sure there's nothing, you know, uh, hanging or left over. Um, and then I'll look through and say, these are my top five, and I give them a time. Because what happens when you give them a time... I'll show you what happens. Okay, so I need to... Oh, yeah, it gives you birds and it gives you unicorns. And so one day I was having a bad day and uh, I was like, felt like I was being totally unproductive. I couldn't get anything done. So Matt Kelly gave me a whole bunch of stuff that said, get a unicorn, get a unicorn, get a unicorn, get a unicorn. So I just like checked it all off and everything's shooting all over my screen. So that was kind of fun. 
But let's say these annual review forms. Now, I know that's not a priority. I just put it past Tanzania, right? This doesn't really need to be done for another month or two. But let's say that working with Sarah to make changes to the annual review forms is a priority. Okay? Then all I would have to do is come. I lost it now, so let's pick something else. Uh, a check to the Refuge Foundation, okay? This is an organization I have to send a check to. If this were, like, of the utmost importance, I would come over here, and I would scroll down with my two fingers, because I'm on a Mac, and I would give it a time. Now, when I give something a time, well, is it? Okay. Why can't I see it? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. So it pops it to the top for me. Okay. So that's usually what I will do if I, like Monday, I've got this many things. I'm probably not going to get all those things done on Monday, right? So I need to know what absolutely, without a choice, has to be done on Monday. I give it a time, and it puts it up to the top. Okay. Now, when I come in, so that's one place I look is my tasks. It orders it for me. I don't have to go over here and look for the tasks, right? I don't have to do that because I've given them a date. I've assigned them to myself. It's going to put them in order for me here. If I have to go through every one of these projects, you saw all the list, right? It's from ceiling to floor. If I had to go through all of this, it would take me 30 minutes before I could accomplish anything in my day. It would take me an hour before I could accomplish anything in my day. That's just wasted time that none of us have. So if you put the time in the front end and you say, this is what I have to do, this is the date I have to have it done by, then on any given day, all you have to do is go my tasks. It's going to tell you what you have to do. Okay. Um, the other thing is you see this little inbox. Now that's what we use in the student ministries world ver instead of email. Anytime anyone makes a comment and it's directed to me, anytime anyone checks off a task that I'm a follower on or a part of, I get notification of all of that in my inbox. Okay. So those are really the only two places you have to function. Do you remember, though, some of you were at the ALC yesterday and you saw the posters around, right? We had to reprint one of them from Tanzania. I'm not kidding. I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning, the day of the Area Leaders Connection, and I saw that the support staff hadn't checked that off yet. And I was like, that should be checked off. <laughs> so I waited until 6, and then I got a notification. You know, so it's that kind of thing. So you get told kind of when, well, actually it was 7.19 a.m. is when I got my notification. You can actually go back and look at the history of things. You can see it'll give you a whole history of different tasks and their process. So, like, if I click on this one and I come down... So this is nice for some of the he said, she said on your team. Well, they didn't give me the information I needed until Wednesday. Oh, yes, I did. I gave it to you at da-da-da-da-da on such and such a date. <laughs> okay, it keeps a record of when those things are created, when they're done, and all that kind of stuff. And you can see that's because it was a print job, I attached the document there that they actually needed to print. So you get notification of everything that's done. Now, this is the same as your inbox. Now, I know I've read all these, so I'm going to archive all of them. Okay, and it tells me you're up to date on your... It's very affirming, isn't it? It just keeps you encouraged. But uh, now I know I'm up to date. So if I get any new communications, they're going to go here. If I get a communication I need to respond to, all I get is click on it. It's going to open it over here, and I can respond. Yes? Okay, I can see how this works in an ideal world where everybody functions like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like me, I'm a little bit nerdy like this. Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. My husband 
will love this on the front end. Really? Yes, but won't necessarily follow through or uh -huh. keep putting things off. How do you function with a team that doesn't necessarily think this is the greatest thing ever? I guess it depends on if you're the boss or not. <laughs> okay, because in the student ministries world, this is what we do. Right and so this runs your office. Yes, everybody has to do this. Yes, and if I if if I or Nate or Stacy or anybody puts it in Asana and it's not responded to, we're all going to say, "Did you put that in my Asana?" Okay. Right. So we we hold each other accountable to that. You can ask Nate Ortiz about it because we have this big long joke where Nate was like, "Oh, I don't want to use it. I don't want to use it." And now I actually told him, "You could teach the class." I mean, he is like become this master of Asana. He actually uses something called boards, which I'll show you what those look like because they're a lot of fun. And and he when he saw the boards, it was like a light bulb for him because Nate hated that big long list. It just stressed him out and overwhelmed him. He hated that so he found these boards that he really loved and I'll show you what they look like I use them for is it Christmas I use them for Christmas in my family okay so these are all the special touches there will be no mocking <laughs> no mockery okay these are the special touches that I do with my family so we do the Lego advent calendar we have a little advent thing where he unwraps like a person of the main, like the nativity scene we read through the best Christmas pageant ever you know that kind of stuff Christmas Eve we always do happy birthday Jesus party I wrap pajamas in a movie okay this is the board look so if you like this look better this is this is a nice option. Yeah. Yep. You click on the board in each task. Now, not all of these have tasks. I, I put the stuff like in the description here for these things. Because those are tasks like the project is events. Yes. These are like, these are like um, the projects would be like the special touches, the Christmas Eve, the events, the gifts, and these would be like the tasks underneath them. And then you click on them to get more information about them. These are actually tasks, yes. So if you use the board view, and it'll go away. Yep, it'll go away if you check it off. So you can just change the view of that. You can view it as a list. Now, since that's set up board-wise, can you change it to a task list since you're task-oriented? Or are you stuck with the board view because that's how it was created? I think you might be stuck, but I'm not sure. Okay, See, edit the name in the description, add via task. It looks like how you set it up is how you got to use it. The conversations is the place I showed you where we use, like, email. Like, if I need to give a notice or whatever, we do that in conversations. Nobody will join me in my Christmas fun. As you can tell, I'm the only person that uses my Christmas board. What's progress? Um, I don't use the progress tab. Some people like it, but it'll essentially tell you, like, here's an update, what you've done, what needs, like, it, it's almost like a dashboard of sorts. So, but I, I don't really use it. Um, there are things, like, there's a reports thing. I never use that either, and Nate's, like, in love with that. He'll Google, like, how many reports, or how much did Amanda get done in the last week, <laughs> you know, stuff like that he'll put in there, and it'll generate that for him. Uh, so there, there are some other options, depending on what pieces and parts you like to use. Let me go back over here because I do want to show you one important thing. I get asked a lot, what is the difference between, you see up here, um, this little notes section, that's called the descriptions section, okay? Um, this description section versus the comment section. I get asked a lot, what, what, 
What's the difference between the two? And this is the bottom line. The description section you can edit, add to. Um, the comment section is just going to be a, literally a thread of comments. You could delete a comment, but you can't edit it. It's just going to keep commenting. So we use the comments to say things like, like I just did with Lacey, that was a comment. Okay. Hey, I just see that this needs to be done. Where are we with that? That would be a comment that she could just respond to. Up here is where you would put things um, that would just be literally a description if you just needed more information. Uh, sometimes I do it if we're working. It's like a work in progress that we're going to add to and develop in a meeting or something like that. I'll do that in here so that I can change it. Can you tag? Yes. But thank you for mentioning the tags. <clears throat> I'm like rushing through here because I know we're running out of time. So we got a little bit of a late start. Um, you can add people. And what, what Lacey's referring to is tagging people. Okay. You see on this, I'm the only follower. Right? That means if I put something in that comment box, if I'm the only face down there, no one else is going to see it. Okay? Now, I still use the comment box. Uh, I just used it the other day. I had a task that said follow up with, or get something from somebody, some, that something someone was supposed to send me, and it said in there, get this from whoever. I emailed them. I texted them. I called them. Uh, I couldn't get a hold of them. But I don't want to just keep moving it, right? So I put in here what I did, and it'll show in there what I did and the date I did it. And then I just move the task down, you know, a week or so to know that I need to follow up on it. But what Lacey's talking about is tagging people. So let's say Lacey and I needed to do this Refuge Foundation thing together, or I needed her to follow it, or she had something to do with it. I could say at Lacey Young, okay? See how I put the at? Now, because Lacey's already in my system, she's going to show up right there. And all I have to do is click on her, and she's going to be added down here, and she'll also get an alert to let her know that I sent her something. Let's say the person's not in there. Um... Okay, I'm looking. It's not coming up. Now, usually it asks me to invite them, and I'm, it's not giving me that option right now. At. Okay, I'm trying to figure out why it's not letting me. Usually it lets me, um, like it'll say invite the person. Maybe I have to do that down here. Okay, right there. So if you, I went down here to the plus sign and I started typing in a name. Asana is saying that person's not in there. So it's asking me, do I want to invite them? So I can actually invite them by clicking. And now it's going to ask me for their email. And I can send them a little note saying, hey, create an Asana account. Or whatever I want to say to them. And I can share it with them. Okay? You can also add them by going up here, invite people. You can also add them um, at the top of a project. It usually gives you a list. Let me go in one here. Uh, like team conversations. You can also add them there. So pretty much any time you see little people at a plus sign, you can add people to that thing. Okay. All right, I know that is a big, broad overview. Um, let me see what time we got here. So we've got five minutes left. Are there any kind of quick hit questions I can answer for you? So let's say you you have a project set up and then you 
new member joins the team, if you click and add them to the team, can they go back to the original project, or is there only so much of the information? Nope, they'll see everything. So if you add someone to a project or to a team or to a task, uh, they'll see everything that's not locked down. Okay? They'll see anything public. They'll see the whole history. They'll see everything. I'll tell you where you got to be careful is if you have things and there are people involved in things and you're commenting on it, you got to remember if that's public to the team, <laughs> some other people in that team may see it. Okay, That's why all my conversations are in my own team. I'm the only person in that team and these are all locked because no, that way no one else can see the conversations I'm having individually. Okay, is there any other tools that you use to train people on how to use this that you're looping in like YouTube or something else that you would say if you go, if you just Google like tools to use Asana or whatever, it's all over the place. It's it's a very broad based. Is that what you're asking? Like how to get more training? Yeah, if you just Google it, and Asana has a great forum, and they're very helpful. Um, one time, um, a lady in our office accidentally uh, locked her own self out of her. Uh, project and it was just gone off her board and no one else was included in it so it just disappeared and she just contacted Asana and they went through their archives they found and restored it for her so they're very helpful uh, they have great forums there are a lot of times and, and sometimes I won't do something for a really long time and I won't remember how to do it I just go to the Asana forum how do I and it'll pull up and tell me how so you mentioned this interacts with Google. Does it interact with anything else? Is there any other way you utilize it um, outside of Asana? The only thing it does is with Dropbox and Google Drive, if you store things in there and then you link it, it, it takes a lot less space and a lot less time to load it um, because it does have a cooperation there where it almost just links to that as opposed to having to completely upload it. Um, but other than that, I'm not aware of any other any other collaborations. Yeah. But it does work really nice with Google. Um, just the same way you have all those Google calendars. You know, you can have multiple calendars. You can actually have something in there that says your Asana tasks. And you can turn it on or off. But if it has a date and you turn it on, you'll actually see on your own calendar when things are due. Yeah, and then back here. Uh, just as an encouragement, because we use this too. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, you can take pictures and put it in the comments. Like, if I'm mm -hmm. something at the store, but I don't want to write all the details out of it, I'll just take a picture of Yes. We we use um mostly we use this on our like iPads and iPhones and so the functionality of that is really good with mobile. Um, there's not really an offline version of it, but it's not meant to be offline. So yes, because of its collaborative nature. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's connected, so it's it's not like you need you need access to the internet to. Yeah, what he's talking about with the pictures. So this is just one example of that. Um, Aliano was at a coach's meeting, and I wasn't at the meeting, and I but I needed the information. So all he did was take pictures of all of the big, large stickies around the room, and he created a task called coach's meeting, and now all of those are actually in here for me. Okay, so it is a nice place, and again, it's that collaboration, and I think that's where Asana has a step up on a lot of task management programs, is it is absolutely designed for collaboration. It does have an app, as Andy mentioned. It, um, it's got three little dots like that. That's the Asana app. Um, I will tell you that for the creation, the way that you're going to set up your projects, the way you're going to... 
Don't do that for the app or you will be so frustrated. You're just going to want to throw it out the window and you'll decide to not use it. Once it's set up, the app is very nice to use and it's easy to collaborate. It has all the same features. You can do subtasks. You can do comments. You can share things. You can check things off. Um, but my husband actually got on the mobile app to try to set his up from the beginning and he was just like, oh, I said, you got to do that on a desktop because you can't really see the structure if you try to do it on your phone. Anything else? Or Andy, do you have any other comments? Uh, yeah, I do like the repeating tasks. So like Thank you. Different. Yes. You can actually set it. I'll repeat. show you where that is. To, like if you're going to follow up with somebody that came to your church, you can say, once I, once I complete this, send me a reminder two days later from whatever I completed. Yes. Do something else. Or you can say, every Friday at 3 o'clock do this, or every 5th. Monday, and that's what this is here so you can repeat it periodically monthly whatever and you can tell it when and I use this a ton in the office uh, the mileage is a perfect example of that it's something I have to do every month credit card vouchers I have to do every month so those things are all set up in my asana as repeating tasks so when I check them off one month I don't have to worry about oh man, I'm going to forget the credit card next month. I know that I'm going to remember because it's going to come back in my Asana. I do that with our church plant checks and they're all so grateful because if that weren't in my Asana, they wouldn't get their monthly support. So uh, those are all things that are in recurring tasks. Thank you for that. Yes. Yes, we'll hit that too. Mm-hmm. It uses the Google with it so it could use Google Excel could you have it kick the information like to an Excel spreadsheet for your um, mileage or, or rather put it in the Excel spreadsheet and have it kick it in so it's all you could have a document that it would refer to. Um, the re- we, so yes, I think is the, is the short answer to that, especially if you put it in the description piece. Um, the, and that actually, that's important. If you use the repeating task feature, the only thing that's going to repeat is the task in the description. The comments are not going to show up in the repeated version. So if you do like a, a duplicated task, I'll give you an example of that. Um, Gary and I used to share a place. He drove 45 minutes to and from work every day and so if there was somebody I needed him to call I created a place called drive time calls and I'd throw them in there for him so when he was driving he you know he could pull it up and call that person well what he was doing and some of them were routine people he needed to just stay in touch with and call every month so I had him set to repeat well he would put in the comments the last thing he talked about well then he'd check it off and then it would come back up and it's gone, like his last conversation. So what we just, the description will stay. Yep. So if you had a conversation with somebody and you needed to call them on a routine basis, someone you call once a month, maybe it's a coach, maybe it's a mentor, mentoree, whatever, the description you could actually keep track and then when it repopulates, it'll, it'll populate there. So how would you save those comments on a previous month? Like if he's calling last week and he wanted to pick that conversation up. You put it in the description. Okay. If you put in the comments, it goes away. The description but stays. The, that last comment up to the description. Or you could just put it in the description to begin with. You wouldn't You put that in the comments yeah, at all. I mean, if, if he and I are in a conversation, mm-hmm. like we were talking about church growth, he made a good point. You're talking about in a sauna conversation or you're talking about a phone? Phone drive time uh-huh. conversation. He, he said something about church growth. I said, oh, that's a good point. Let's pick that up next week. He'd okay. type it right there. Okay. Type it in that description. And you can actually search completed, yep. completed tasks. Yep, you can. You could, you 
Yes, and we usually would, but there'd be like the last 20 times he talked to him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, the art, Asana doesn't lose anything, so I could go in here and say, show me all my completed tasks, and it is going to show me all my completed tasks, okay? The things don't get lost in here, they're somewhere. This search feature is so handy, especially when your Asana gets as complicated as mine, and you know it's in there somewhere, but you just need to find it. You go up here to the search feature, and you just type in what you're looking for. Like, that's how I just found those coaching notes. I knew I had pictures attached to that, and I wanted to show you, so I started typing coaching and all kinds of things come up. These right here are tasks, clipboards or projects. Those are teams. You'll get used to the symbols. You should go in there with your history of completed tasks. It just makes you feel good. Right? I need a raise. See, that's not how it works in my office. In my office, the more productive you are is the more things they try to shove under your belt. So so you have to play dumb on your level of productivity. Like, I'm so busy, I can't even think straight. So, All right, again, I know that's kind of a quick overview. It is time for us to... Uh, to dismiss, we're actually five minutes late. But um, if I can be of any further help, please don't hesitate to uh, to contact me. Help any way that we can.